The Path of Resistance podcast is the podcast for people wanting to learn how living life with intentionality can lead us to living our best lives. In today's world, the norm is to follow the path of least resistance, which leads to mediocrity at best. Instead, you should strive to take the path of resistance, knowing that what's to come is sweeter than what you ever could have imagined. I'm your host, Carly Welty. Join me as I interview guests who have taken the path of resistance in all areas of life and are here to share the beauty that has brought them. On this journey, you can expect to hear stories about finances, faith, business, mindset, and anything in between. Let's dive in. In this episode, I interview my friend Madison, who was actually a big part of the inspiration behind starting this podcast. That's why I had to have her as my first guest. She's one of the most positive people I know and such a light in this world. So without further ado, here's today's episode. Hi, Madison. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Of course. Okay, so I want to start the podcast with the same question that I always start with. What is a time that you took the path of resistance, which led to a more beautiful result than taking the path of least resistance? You're starting off with a really hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this one is kind of shallow, but I decided to go to DACC you know, the community college before I went to the main college. And it was, I saved so much money, but also it was hard seeing all my friends go to like the fun college and all the things. But I saved so much money and it's been so rewarding because now I get to pay for my master's because of it. But also, um, I guess we'll talk about it later, but you know, doing the rental, um, we decided to do the work myself. I say we as my mom and I, and um, it was so awful and so hard, but it was so rewarding in the end. I remember like shampooing carpets and we didn't have electricity on in the during that time. And so it was like 110 in there, oh like shampooing carpets. It was terrible, but it was so rewarding too. So it was like, that led to such a beautiful thing because now, you know, I'm making money off of it and I love it, you know, yeah, so it's exciting. Exactly. And the DACC one, just for background, Madison goes to NMSU. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, about the accounting program and how you decided to go into accounting. Yes, so why did I choose accounting? Sometimes (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Um, That's a path of resistance, actually, that in itself. That's good, that's true, (laughs) that's very true. But um, my family owns businesses, and then I grew up on my granddad's ranch. And so I've always looked to them as like, oh my gosh, it's so cool to have your own business, you know? know, Like the sky's the limit when you do it on your own, Mm -hmm. rather than working for someone. And so that's always inspired me, but also my uncle is like, my hero in life. And so um, he's just the best businessman in my book. So I always look up to him and I'm like, I want to be the women version of that. Yeah. And so I've always been like, okay, I can do it. And everything he like teaches me stuff and like every little piece, I like try and remember it, you know, or, or say something back or in a situation, I'm like, okay, what would he do in this? Like, you know, what would he do? Mm -hmm. And I think about that and not in a way of like not being authentically me, but like, how would a businessman do this? I want to start thinking like a businesswoman. So you said that your uncle's your hero. Mm-hmm. Like what makes him your hero? What are some of his qualities that you really are inspired by? Okay. And, and what do you want to emulate from that? So he's just been a really important part of my life. Just stepped in when I needed like a father figure mm-hmm. and that's changed my life. And so he's always just there to give like a good advice. He's very extremely wise mm-hmm. and I really value that. And also he knows how to communicate with me. He's like very much a people person. Yeah. And so he knows when to be hard on me, when to not, when to, um, you know, motivate me and stuff. And I, and I love that. It's just, I don't know. Everything about it is just fun. He's fun. He loves life Mm -hmm. and you know, and he loves the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the most of like 
why I look up to him because yeah. he has a good relationship with God. He has a really cool business where he's like promoting other people mm -hmm. and um, brings God into that. And I love seeing that. That's funny that you said he's so good at communicating because that's something <laughs> that I seriously need to work on. <laughs> I know. I uh, went to a conference the other day and they were talking about how you have to communicate in the way that that person's going to receive it. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like he was really good at that because you obviously received it well. Yeah. And he was good at like nurturing that relationship. But yeah, that's a challenge. And it's definitely like something that's really good to work on in life, but also for business. Yes, you know, I think he's really kind-hearted too, so that helps with communicating because, you know, he's he's gotten to me before, but it's helped. <laughs> it's been it's been, you know, warranted, I yeah, guess. That's the tough part is like being holding people accountable, right? And it's so yeah. important because a lot of people these days don't want to be held accountable. Yeah. So I admire that in you, that you yeah. even want to be held accountable and that you like took his advice yeah. and that you're doing something with this. So yeah. That's good. But I think too, he like believes in me, you know? And I think that's probably what got me anywhere is like mm -hmm. him choosing to believe in me, even though I'm a girl. I know that sounds like so sexist or like <laughs> weird to say, you know, but I think deciding, you know, cause my granddad would not let us uh, work cows. Um, because we were girls, you know, wow. and so it was really annoying, but um, he never was that way, and I appreciated that because he always like supported us no matter what. So I chose accounting because I felt like I could understand how an entire business works, mm -hmm. um, based on that, and like really know like financial wise mm -hmm. how how are we doing, whatever. And so I think that's why I chose accounting, yeah. you know, just to have no matter what. I don't know if accounting necessarily is my passion. You know, I do love some parts of it, but I think in a different business, mm -hmm. I will love, you know, I can be passionate about a nonprofit and still have my accounting background to yeah. help me. Yeah. And the great thing about accounting is it's like, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's um, a hard skill, right? And it sounds mm -hmm. like you have a lot of good soft skills, especially like some that he taught you, yeah. you know, to be compassionate about people and like include other people and believe in them and communicate mm -hmm. well with them. Like all of those are such good soft skills yeah. that a lot of people don't have. So you're already one, one step ahead of the game with that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you kind of shortly talked about having a rental and that was kind of one of your, um, your paths of resistance, right? <laughs> so that's something that you have to do intentionally. And that is something that you have inspired me by because I've always wanted to have rentals. I will have rentals one day. <laughs> there you go, you're declaring yeah, it. <laughs> um, but just tell us about um, some of the things that you struggled with, like what has been your hardest struggle with that and then what's been most rewarding about it. So okay. I know it's very new. It's like, how? when did you do this? When did you buy this it? This summer and I, July 1st. July 1st. So yeah. it's very, very new yes, for you. But yes. tell us your struggles. Tell us what's been so rewarding so okay. far. Okay, so um, I guess the biggest struggle, you know, going back to like, oh, I can't replace the hot water heater. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, first week the tenant moves in. Um, hot water heater does not work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was so upset because I'm like, I can't replace a hot water heater. I'm going to have to pay somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, that was really annoying, but I decided to stress about it and I decided to pray about it. And when I did that, you know, it just all night long, I prayed about it and like, it kept me up. And now that I look back, I'm like, that was so dumb that I stayed up that night for it. That you were stressing about yeah. it. <laughs> and then the next day, this guy came and worked on it and he like fixed one part. I couldn't tell you what the part is really. Yeah. And, um, all I know is this God. <laughs> and it worked. And it was the same one that came with the house. So it's insanely old. Uh -huh. So I'm like, oh, thank you, God, that it's working. Like, yeah. So that was hard. And I think, too, just hard, hard asking someone for money. Mm -hmm. You know, like telling the tenant, 
okay, rinse do on the first, like they didn't pay me. How do I, how do I go about that? You know, yeah. I think that's hard trying to be a bulldog with like getting your money and mm -hmm. something that's something um, my uncle taught me was like, you have to be a bulldog if you're going to do this. And I loved that he supported me in this. And I also, you know, found people that knew what they were doing in this mm -hmm. industry before I jumped in and randomly yeah. did it. And I felt too young to do it, honestly. And I'm like, no, actually, this is perfect because I've been wanting this house. So it was one of my friends that I bought and I had wanted it ever since he moved in. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, if you and Carly ever sell the house, then I, not you. Yeah, I'm a Carly for clarification. Um, <laughs> and so if you guys ever sell the house, I want it. And then they did. And it was amazing. And I love it. And yeah, but it's still, it's scary. Yeah. And I love how it was like meant to be, right? Cause you yes. were like, you were almost declaring it before it happened. Like mm -hmm. how long, how long between you said, Hey, I want to buy this to when you actually bought it. How long was that? Probably two years. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. That is so cool. I know. And then I think I too was, was proud because you know, my mom was like, Oh, I, I can co-sign with you or whatever. Or, you know, my uncle too. And, and I was like, no, <laughs> like the banker even didn't want anyone to co-sign or anything. And I'm like, that is so cool. And then he said, cause he had to come and inspect the house mm -hmm. and he was like, okay, if they, if you want to bring someone with you, that's fine. And I was like, oh, maybe I should. I feel too young. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And I was like, no, because I can do this. And I yeah. felt so happy afterwards. I'm like, okay, I'm 22 and just signed alone and whatever. But it was really exciting. And fun that is too. really cool. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about is you said you were stressed. And then, like, you, that was dumb that you stressed all night. Mm -hmm. um, and something that I've heard is, like, don't stress about things that um, could never happen, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people stress about... Um, I don't know, like not being able to pay the rent and then they're, they get, they work as a waitress and they get a lot of tips that week or, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to pass this test and then, you know, they study really hard and they pass it and they literally worried for nothing. And so you shouldn't spend your life worrying about things that might never happen. Like mm -hmm. basically worry about them as they're happening. I know that's so much easier said than done, <laughs> but I've, I've probably butchered that. It's like supposed to be a quote, <laughs> but, um, it's basically like I turned it into a lesson right there cause it wasn't very well said, but anyways, that's something that I try to live by too is because whenever you're stressing like you look back on those things and you're like that was so minute like yeah. why did I spend so much energy on that right because yeah. our energy is precious and like mm -hmm. we need to guard that but spending it on stressing about something that really is not going to come to fruition like it's it's useless yeah. but I'm glad that you realized that and I hope that serves you well in the future yeah so I also want to talk about how um you kind of just like took life by the reins and like just decided to do it and you being so young and you doubting yourself like doing it anyway so the definition of courage right is being scared but doing it anyway so how did you find that courage and what motivated you to just figure it out like what's your why behind it um oh that's a tough one <laughs> you can take um, a second like, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see oh my gosh <laughs> It is a good question though, right? I, mean, yeah. I was like, I have to ask this because a lot of people, they are like, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Or they're scared and they're just like, or I'm too young and they have all these yeah. doubts about themselves, yeah. but you had doubts about yourselves and you did it anyways. And like, I yeah. feel like that'll help other people kind of get that, uh, strength for themselves too. Like if yeah. she could do it, I could do it too. Yeah. I guess maybe self-talk. Um, just like telling yourself you could do something uh -huh. has been like a huge thing. I've been like so hard on myself my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just like being positive about something, but like, I just knew I could do it. I don't mm -hmm. know. There was something in me that was just like, no matter what, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I think just like <clears throat> choosing to believe in yourself mm -hmm. and is like change, you know, and getting other people behind you that believe in you too. Yeah. I have another friend, she's a lawyer and I 
would tell her things about the finances or whatever and she was so encouraging so both i had two people be very encouraging and like you can do this and then you know choosing to actually decide that i'm gonna believe in what they're believing in me and yeah. do it you yeah know? and it was just like i loved it i thrived off of it because i would wake up at like five in the morning and work on it until i had to go to work and then when i got home i would like work on it and like not eat and till midnight <laughs> so i had hardly any sleep for like two weeks while we were getting a loan and you know everything to go through and i don't know it was so fun because yeah. i felt like finally i'm a player in the business world you know mm -hmm. So it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was stressful, but yeah, definitely rewarding. I don't know. I probably just choosing to intentionally to believe in yourself. Yeah. I love that, that you said, I choose to believe what they believe in for mm -hmm. me. Like, yeah. and you, you think of that with your friends, right? Like you don't want your friends thinking bad about themselves. Yeah. Like you believe in your friends so much and mm -hmm. you want them to almost like borrow that belief from you. Yeah. So that's really good. You know, I think too, they believe in me before I believe in myself and hopefully one day I can believe in myself more than yes. anyone else, yep. you know, but yeah. still. But yeah. You'll get to, there. You'll get there. Yeah, I got to hang on their coattails for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and that's so helpful. Yeah. That's great. So just having those people behind you is super important. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to talking about your uncle again. And um, I know he taught you so much about life in general, but about being a businesswoman and what he's inspired in you to do with that passion. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, um, you know, you've been thinking about this before you became a businesswoman. So you've been mm -hmm. so intentional about that. And I love that. What are some of your intentions in um, how you will just live out your life as that businesswoman that you want to become? Ooh. <laughs> um, I want to carry God in every part of like the business. I don't think um, one of my friends actually at a different accounting firm, one of the partners was talking about God with a client and she uh -huh. was like so inspired by that. And I'm like, why do we think that in business we have to take God out of the equation? Mm -hmm. It just should not be that way. I think we would all be happier if God was yes. brought up into the business world. And I want to be led by like Holy Spirit in business, but also I want to be like tough and a bulldog. Those are some of the qualities that he has as well. And I'm like, but also sensitive to um, someone on the street or, you know, whatever, yeah, or like an employee yeah. that is struggling, you know, I want to be sensitive to those type of things, but also passionate and driven. And like, I'm going after this. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This other podcast I listened to, it's called the heart and hustle and it's two friends that went into business together and they say, um, I hope I get this right, but this is how I remember it. They say that God is like the business owner and that they're mm -hmm. the CEO. Oh my gosh. And so like God is at every uh, business meeting with them. That is <laughs> And so he's like cute. helping making the decisions, right? I love that. I love that analogy. Yeah. You have to go listen to their podcast. Okay. Shout out to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I <laughs> love that one. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. And I love also how you said like, not separating God from business because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people talk about this work-life balance and they kind of want to separate work and life. But I feel like that might be true whenever you have a nine to five and like mm -hmm. you go to work, you know, you do your work. If it's tough, you don't want to bring that negativity home that day. Um, and so kind of having those separate um, but especially when you're like an entrepreneur and you own your own business, I feel like you don't work necessarily the nine to five. Like you can mm -hmm. get up and work from like 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then not work again until three and then you work all the way to seven. So like it's so almost like you fit it into your schedule, right? Yeah. And so at that point, there's really no separating life from business. 
And um, if you have kids, like your, your kids see you modeling that. Um, yeah. And just even if you if you don't have kids, like your friends, your parents, your siblings see you modeling that. And so I love how you said not separating God from business because mm-hmm. it's all like life, right? It all flows together. Like if you own a business, that's part of your life and like your lifestyle uh, flows into your business and like your morals and your ethics and your core beliefs flow into your business. So that should all flow together and God should be in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. That is so true. So good. Yeah. Life. Preach it, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just brought that to mind. So like, that's what I was, I wanted to comment on that. Yeah. I like that. It's so important. I think too, you're a young businesswoman now too. And, and so it's like, how do we decide what type of businesswoman are we going to be? You know? Yeah. I guess you don't have to necessarily consider it in a type, but it's like, you know, deciding what are my core values for mm-hmm. a business, for, um, you know, ethics, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think it's hard trying to decide, but I, people inspire me watching them do their businesses. Like mm-hmm. you've inspired me just like jumping out and doing it. I love that you've done it. And so I'm like, okay, I can believe in myself too. If Carly can do it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because you just have to start. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to borrow belief too. And, yeah. um, and I just always wanted to become the businesswoman. So it kind of just like one day I woke up, I always wanted to do real estate. And then one day I woke up and I'm like, you dummy, you have your CPA license. Like <laughs> you work towards that. Just use that. Yeah. Like you like bookkeeping, you like accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how that, that is so funny. came about. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But that's so good about like choosing your core values and being so strong in mm-hmm. those because that's so important to know what you stand by. And that's really going to help you get through whenever you have a struggle. Because obviously yeah. like in life, you're going to have struggles but also in business you're gonna have struggles and so like intentionally being like no matter what these are the morals and the ethics Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna live by and obviously like God flows into that too right like yeah he helps guide us through those um but it can be hard whenever you're in the midst of that tough situation to to have like to decide what to do so those Mm -hmm. morals are really important what are your some of your core values that you want to hold on to the rest of your life oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I think being kind is really huge for me. I know that all the shirts now be kind or whatever, but like choosing to be kind, um, gratefulness has changed my life. Mm -hmm. Choosing to be grateful, even in the hardest of moments in the hardest of days, Mm -hmm. um, can honestly change your perspective, change your thoughts, change how you believe about something. And that is huge for me. And then intentionally spending time with God. Mm -hmm. And is that a core value? <laughs> yeah, inten- yeah, being intentional okay, is okay. a core value. Yeah, and then um, just being around people that inspire me and encourage me. Like, yeah. I don't have time for negativity, you know? It's like building boundaries for negativity, I guess. Yes, boundaries are so good. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. tough, but they're good. They're so tough. Like, even uh, being codependent on anything, yes. right? Like, you could be codependent yes. in a relationship, in, like, a friendship, in... Coffee. <laughs> yeah, coffee or codependent on coffee. <laughs> Luckily, that's not one of my codependencies. <laughs> I love coffee, but I don't have to have it. Is yeah, that one of your, true. Is that one of your codependencies? Yeah, Diet Coke, too. Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Diet Coke fan. <laughs> I love the intentional part mm-hmm. uh, because that's like the whole point of this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Is like the path of is the opposite of the path of least resistance. And people just subconsciously fall into this path of least resistance, which a lot of the times because of our human nature it's um, thinking those negative thoughts mm-hmm. and or just like going along with emotions. But instead, yeah. I want to just like share people's stories of how not following the path of least resistance will lead to more beautiful things. That's right. why I asked the first question. Right. Just being intentional with your life and just like waking up and being like, I get to choose 
how I think, what I do. Mm -hmm. And I heard this thing where it's like, your first thought is not yours. Your Mm -hmm. second thought is yours. Wow. And so like your first thought is subconscious, right? Like you could think like, oh, I'm going to have a bad day today because like I stubbed my toe. But then you could like, your second thought is like, nope, that's, I'm going to take that Mm -hmm. captive and I'm going to say, I stubbed my toe and it hurt, but I'm going to get over it. I'm going to have a good day anyways. So like your second thought is always yours. That's true. That's so good. I think too, um, God can change any bad scenario into a good one and just like looking at it that way Um, I don't know if I told you but I we went camping before school started and my car broke down in the middle of nowhere absolutely nowhere and we had a call and everything and you know I wasn't close with my sister my brother-in-law at the time and now um, they had to come and rescue me (laughs) and you know I was sad and a mess like I can't afford a new car all the things and um You know, it was such a terrible experience. (laughs) I don't know if I'll probably go camping again, but (laughs) it was fun while we were there. Just after the car left, it was fun. (laughs) But, um, you know, God used that moment to restore a relationship. And I absolutely love that. I mean, obviously we had a relationship, we were fine, but we're just so much closer now. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, like, so when I think about the woods, I think, oh God, the car. But I, then I think about like, oh my gosh, my brother-in-law fixed my car at like no cost. You yeah. Know? And so I'm like, wow, God is so cool that like my car didn't need that many, you know, that much repair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, in the midst, we, our relationship got so much better and it's so fun because like, it's been a blessing to my mom. It's been a blessing to me. Hopefully it's been a blessing to my sister and brother-in-law, but I just love that he can look at that and mm-hmm. use that and make it into something good. And we can too. Like yeah. just, you know, I could think, oh my gosh, the woods is so terrible. I'm never going camping again. And there are definitely those thoughts, but at the same time, it's like, wow, God used this with no cell service yeah. and terribleness to be something so good. And I absolutely love that. So yeah. like maybe, maybe camping is a good thing. <laughs> maybe I'll go back. Yeah. And it's the important thing is to remember is like, that's so easy to miss, yes. right? Like those yes. negative thoughts can be so like dooming almost. Yeah. And so it's so easy to just miss the good that comes from the suffering. Mm-hmm. And it's um, something that I've been like thinking about a lot, a lot lately is uh, when we get these if we go to a church that has like feel good messages, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves those. Um, but I also love like getting below the surface too. Yeah. And um, last week it was funny because our pastor talked about, he was like, it's all because knucklehead preachers like myself <laughs> talks about um, like this grace message so much. And it's like, but God also, um, you know, almost promises suffering too, not mm-hmm. because that's what he wants for us, but because we just live in this broken world and right. because there's sin and because there's free will and all this stuff. And so just like choosing to, be mature in the fact that you know suffering is going to happen, but mm-hmm. that God will be able to make it beautiful or yeah. like it bring something positive to yeah. it. I think there's such a misconception of like, oh, if you are a Christian or believe in God, that your life is going to be like roses. Like, yeah. no, that is like not the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason why we need a savior is because we are in a fallen world and because we are going through hard times. We yeah. wouldn't need a savior if we were living with roses every day, you know? Yeah, so, that's so good. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. I probably okay. stole that from Mark, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mark. Yeah, Mark's our pastor. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but just like choosing to find the good things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it not only takes God bringing positivity to that suffering, but it also takes you choosing yeah. to see the positive. Yeah. Because that's a choice. That's an intention, like an intentional thing that you get to choose to yeah. do. And a lot of people 
choose the path of least resistance and they just yeah. don't do that. Yeah. You know? I know it's true. And I, I definitely remember when I chose that, you know, and mm-hmm. chose not to be grateful or chose not to look at the positive things. And I'm like, wow, I wasted so much of my life doing that. And it's so sad. But now I'm like, no, 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 it's not actually sad. It was sad for that moment. But yeah. for the rest of my life, I can remember that sad moment and be like, okay, I'm going to choose not to live in that place. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm like kind of hopping around, but I remember something that I wanted to ask earlier. So you talked about how you like had the courage to just go and invest in your rental property. Um, can you talk about like, how did you grow up with money and like, Mm. what was your foundation of, of your upbringing with that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think I've shared with you a little bit, but not, not much. Um, so, um, I had a single mom and you know, it was, it was insanely hard, insanely hard. And, um, I remember we like paid for gas with like quarters one time, like digging them out of the car. And it was like so hard, you know? And so, um, yeah, we definitely grew up very poor, but we had so many people bless us. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the part that I remember. I remember it being hard. I remember being poor, all the things, but also I'm like, wow, so people blessed us. And I think that's where I got my, um, like wanting to make money, drive to make money to bless other people. Mm-hmm. So it was like a good thing, but also a really hard thing. I don't wish it on anyone. Like it was so hard. Nobody knows unless they were in it, unless they grew up poor, unless they, you know, all the struggles, you know, I remember, um, not having like cool uh, volleyball shoes, you know? And then this lady like bought me some and it was like the most, it was like so fun, you know? And then it was the same as another girl's and then one of the girls was like mean about it. And so, you know, it's just like stuff like that. It's like whatever, but my mom worked so hard and I think that's what's so cool. And you know, and she got her education because she got her education, she was able to provide for us. And I think Mm -hmm. that is really neat and inspired me to like get my education too. Um, But yeah, so my mom, uh, decided to do Dave Ramsey. I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. (laughs) Um, so, you know, she, she chose to do that and it changed her life. It really did. And changed my sisters and I's. And so, um, she did that. And then she, Mark preached a message about tithing and, you know, I can't go into detail because I don't, I don't remember it, but it was really good. (laughs) Um, and I've just taken away a lot from that. So my mom um, decided to, you know, do Dave Ramsey and that changed like how she budgeted and did finances. But then she also decided to tithe 10% no matter what. And that has changed my mom's life. So I am a forever believer in like tithing, not because, you know, you have to do it. It's like a religious thing. Like, no, no, no. God gives me a lot. Like I'm going to give back. Yeah. And I think it was so good and it's changed my mom's life. My mom was like in an insanely totally different financial situation and just like the stress that has come off of her is amazing yeah so uh, that's another thing my uncle taught me how to save money yeah so i remember in high school you know i had a part-time job and every two weeks when i got paid no matter how much i worked i would 65 dollars would go into my savings no matter what like i remember like having 20 dollars for like the next two weeks it was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do like how am i gonna afford gas all the things and um just like really choosing to save money um and like not spend like living below your means has like really challenged me and so now i'm like i don't like to spend but um yeah. you know so spending the, on the rental was like a huge deal for me but it, i had to look at it as an investment and um but it was really fun because now my mom is like in a totally different financial position because of Jay Ramsey implicates of tithing and because she chose to do it and i just love that and it's been like this huge you know, God testimony because of it, because mm-hmm. of tithing and everything. And so I will always remember that and always take that and remember to tithe 
with like an intention of being like so happy like wow you changed my mom's life by tithing like yeah. really and so I will always carry that with me and I'm so grateful for that and you know I've been a huge saver and because I was a huge saver it, it led me to being able to buy the rental house and so I absolutely love that yeah. so, but, so that's part of like the resistance part you know I did go to DACC and because of that I saved so much money that I was able to pay for my master's and not only my master's but put down money on the rental and um it's like changed my life it's yeah. so fun you know I love it and I, I love that that passion drives you to be successful in the future, mm -hmm. to share that blessing with other people. That's mm -hmm. literally so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to help, you know, like single moms, um, yeah. like learn how to budget and finance and all the things and like bring God into it mm -hmm. because um, it was just like a huge blessing that happened yeah. to us, you know? And that's so needed. Yeah, yeah. And my mom's like, my mom's so cool for doing all that, you know? know, like, oh my gosh, she was so stressed about money. And now, you know, she just like choosing, like, I'm so proud of her for choosing to do that, choosing to change. And I think it was hard because my, I remember my mom talking about how she never grew up with like anyone talking to her about money. So I'm like, wow, that's a hard world. I remember um, this lady saying, well, no wonder I don't know this. Like my parents didn't teach me like, like, yeah, no wonder why I bounced a check. I don't know how to do this, you yeah. know? Like, we may be 18, but we don't know everything. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, yes, we do need people to teach us about money, about tithing, about stuff like that. So yeah. it was neat that she, you know, completely changed her life because of it. Your mom is so inspiring. I need to have her on the podcast. <laughs> she really did go down the path of resistance and yes. had a way more beautiful result of because yeah. of it. So yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. That should have been my initial path of resistance. Well, I guess it's mainly hers, but yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> There's everyone takes a path of resistance like all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be as little as I chose to um, I don't know, eat a tomato as a snack instead of like chips. Mm -hmm. So like that's the path of resistance, that's right? True. Because if you, it's easy to eat chips because chips are really yummy and like mm -hmm. sour tomatoes, but or in my opinion, <laughs> not in your opinion, no. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, you have to get out the tomato, you have to wash it, you have to slice yeah. it. Like that all goes towards resistance Yeah. or you could open a bag of chips and pop them in your mouth. But at the end, you're going to feel better when you eat the tomato. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can choose. It's not just about these huge stories of choosing the path of resistance. Like your yeah. mom's story is a huge story, yeah. right? But it's like in everyday life, just choosing to do that. And and it's more so, I think, about the little things, right? Because mm -hmm. even though your mom has this huge story, she has a lot of little paths mm -hmm. of resistance that she went through every day. I can only yeah. imagine, you know yeah. what I mean? Like choosing to read one more page of Dave Ramsey's book mm -hmm. or like listen to 10 more minutes of his, however she consumed it. Right. Like, that probably wasn't fun, you know, yeah. and maybe it was for her, but there's things that everyone goes through every single day. You probably have 20 just choices to make mm -hmm. and you can either choose and that's probably underdogging it. Like there's probably way more than 20 <laughs> choices, but where you can choose to live like subconsciously or you mm -hmm. can choose to live intentionally. That is so true. So it's all, it's a work in progress. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So one of the last questions I have for you is what is a mantra that you live by? And I just feel like you're so wise, so I wanted to ask this question of you. <laughs> so I have a couple, I guess. Showing up to work, you know, early, doesn't cost anything. Showing up with a good attitude doesn't cost anything. And I really believe in that, no matter what. No matter what you do in the day, if it's work, if it's school, if it's, you know, taking care of your kids, or, you know, whatever it may be, um, it, it is so true. It does not cost anything to be early, and it does not cost anything to have a good attitude. And I think mm -hmm. those two things can change, like, your day, like your attitude and also the people that you work for or around. Yeah. 
And then, I love I love that idea of it doesn't cost you anything, but mm-hmm. you got me with the being early one. <laughs> <laughs> I can never be early. Oh I'm working gosh. on it every day, but it definitely doesn't cost you to have a, a kind attitude, <laughs> and I uh, relate with that one more. That's so funny. I know. My uncle has, like, pounded it into me since I was, like, young. You know, when I was a sophomore in, college, or in high school, he was like, get to work early. Like, he would be on to me. Like, he would even call me, like, are you at work? Like, <laughs> like just to make sure. Like, I remember, too, um, one of the guys that works for him, has done it. I like used to babysit for them, and he did. Uh, did you get there early? And I'm like, okay, yes. So, yeah, I've had yeah. a lot of um, encouragement. Yeah, let's say, uh, not so much on my side. My mom is like, better late than never. <laughs> That's true. And she's like, well, why do I want to get there early and just sit around and wait for it to start? Like, I just want to get there on time. You know, I don't want to be late. But you know, when you're intending to be on time, sometimes you are a few minutes late. That's true. It depends on what. What is? I know. There is value in being early that I've learned in my later years. And I feel like my mom continues to work on this too. I mean, she doesn't want to intentionally be late. But um, I've tried to be early to a few things. And then sometimes it blesses you, right? Like you get just an opportunity that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. There's, It's all about changing your perspective. That's true. I know. I know. It's it's hard to, you know, like, oh, I got to actually leave on time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what if traffic? And, and, And that's fine. You know, like days happen. Yeah, it's fun. I think employers employees employers there that's the word like value that and appreciate that but like showing up you know I want when I own a business I want employees to show up early and to want to be there and so I'm like okay I'm investing in somebody else by doing the same things and that's the way I look at it yeah that's a good outlook yeah okay I know you had another okay uh, to share okay I think I've shared about it earlier but like just showing gratitude yes is like huge and then of course spending less than you make yes that's a good huge along with tithing yeah and then i think too just like really understanding even in the midst of the hardest that god has your back no matter what and like just knowing that every day is like such an empowering thing i think be like mm-hmm. okay even if today sucks like god has my back and i can go and talk to him about it yes and i think too journaling has been a huge thing for me because i'm like okay i'm gonna journal to god about it yeah and then i'm like okay then my complaining stops and um more gratitude happens so exactly. i love that yeah one of the mantras I live by, you'll, or I mean, it's recently that I've added it to my life, but you'll relate to it because you listen to Mark, but he uh, was preaching on your rest is in uh, mm-hmm. your salvation, like you're in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and it's not based on your circumstances. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, you know, no matter, even if you have a crappy day, like Mm -hmm. it's not based on your circumstances. It's based on the fact that Jesus died for our sins and that we have this salvation and that he is our savior, you know? And so like I have journaled in my, um, in my journal, my rest is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the mantra that. that I've been currently trying to live by and it's good. Yeah. I love that so much. I think too, we just, you know, get excited about podcasts or business or rentals or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. And like, we forget like Jesus died to save our life and like he wants in a relationship with us so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is so neat. And I'm like, yeah, nothing else matters. I know that's like cheesy saying, but it's so true. 
Yeah. I'm like, with God, you have everything. Without God, you have nothing. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. That might be a good note to end on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who listens to this episode has to go back and listen to the trailer because you'll understand why Madison inspired me to start a podcast. So thank you, Madison, for being on today. Thank you for having me. It was so good talking to Madison. I hope you found some inspiration in our conversation. I'm sure you can tell just from listening to her, but she is one of the sweetest and most pure-hearted people you will ever meet. She's a blessing to have in my life. Here are the takeaways. One, Madison talks a lot about her uncle and how much he inspired her. There are so many good things we can learn from him too, such as include others, communicate well to them, always keep God in your business, and sometimes you just have to be a bulldog. It's apparent how living your life this way can have such a lasting impact on people around us and generations to come. Take these lessons and implement them in your own life. Number two, have a strong foundation in your moral values so that it's easier to implement them when you are in the midst of struggle. Number three, when you have a bad day or bad thought, you should take that thought and find the positive outcome. Just like when Madison's car broke down camping, she decided to see all the good it brought in her relationship with her sister and brother-in-law. It's so easy to focus on the negative, but truly life-changing when you can build that muscle to take your thoughts captive and focus on the good. Number four, even if you grow up without as many resources as other people, don't let that discourage you. There are still things you can implement to have a successful life. Madison and her family struggled growing up, but instead of feeling sorry for themselves, they decided to change their life. Madison's mom is such an inspiration, and I know the decisions she chose to make will impact her girls' lives forever. Number five, at the end, Madison gave us some rapid fire mantras to live by, which are being early and kind doesn't cost anything and they always go a long way. Always show gratitude, spend less than you make, and God always has your back. With him, you have everything and without him, you have nothing. That wraps up the takeaways. If you're excited as I am for this journey, please do me a favor and rate and review the podcast. This is a tremendous help with getting the word out about the path of resistance and inviting others to listen in. The interviews I have already recorded are so good and you won't want to miss them. So make sure to subscribe to the show. And finally, I want to give a quick shout out to my business I started this year because without that, I probably wouldn't be able to host this podcast. It's called KW Accounting Services and I offer monthly bookkeeping services to small businesses. So if you know a small business or have one and are in need of a quality bookkeeper, you can go to my website at carlywelty.com, which is also linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time.